I'm Shauna Morimoto, and I'm an associate professor of sociology and chronology and the chair of the department, and I'm also PI on our NSF advance grant. And my name is Anna Larry Kelly. I'm the senior associate dean in the Walton College of Business and also a professor of management. Thank you both for taking the time to talk with us today. We're going to be talking about the NSF advance grant that the University of Arkansas received and the program you've developed called UA Engage. Uh, I'd like to start with, if you could tell me a little bit about what this program is. NSF has developed a program to um, address inequities for women in STEM in academic fields, and primarily looking at women faculty uh, through institutions of higher education. And the University of Arkansas received a grant this year uh, to address this issue. And so with Anne and our um, collaborators, our entire research team, we've devised a program specific to the University of Arkansas to help address the issues of uh, women's inequity on campus. And I think uh, it's important to add that it's really about transforming the institution and helping us identify some ways that we can exist differently in the future. Women in STEM tend to be have the lowest representation of, of faculty um, in academic fields. So you will see women underrepresented in areas of science, technology, engineering, and, and mathematics uh, as graduate students, but really as um, primarily what we're looking at as assistant professors all the way up to ranks of distinguished professors and in academic leadership. And so one of the things that we really want to address is this inequity in the process, but also the ways that the institution constrains and enables the opportunities for women at the university. You know, I think all of us can think back to a time where we, we felt excluded from a group. I mean, it might be high school, it might be, you know, a job. Um, but that is a really profound experience. And when it's, when it's about your work, work you, you've trained for and invested in for so many years, to not find your footing um, and to feel that you're not able to have the same experiences and connections as others, is, that is that's a really deep issue. And, um, you know, it's not just a matter of, well, I don't like everybody in my department. This is really profound stuff that affects how people can launch their careers. And, um, and it's often sort of occurs because of invisible, non-tangible things. So that's what makes it so hard to address. And, and to follow up on, on Anne's point, too, it's something that we experience very personally. And it seems like something um, that is about us as individuals or that makes us behave in certain ways in groups or in our department or at our workplace. But it's also part of the environment and part of the culture. And so one of the things that the grant and the advanced program generally tries to address is both that individual level experience as well as the greater culture and structure of the environment that produces it. 
And it sort of gets to the issue of the difference between diversity and inclusion and belonging, right? So I think sometimes we think, oh, we hired some women, so now we've got diversity. Um, but what we're talking about is inclusion and belonging, and those are are in many ways harder to address and get people to see, but just as critically important to success, both for the institution, the department, and the scholar. We have several things that are already underway and that we've launched and we're very excited about. Some people may have noticed or been uh, involved in the mentoring programs that we have running through uh, partially with um, Kathy Sloan, who is the vice chancellor for, or vice provost for uh, faculty affairs and her office is working with us on creating mentoring circles and having mentoring available, peer mentoring for all faculty. We've also established what we call a bridge program, and that is to welcome new faculty to campus when they arrive. And it's to integrate them into the community, set them up with mentors and contacts, provide professionalization opportunities, and uh, uh, let them know about resources that are available on campus. Um, some of the other things that are forthcoming uh, are we're looking at workload distributions and particularly how um, service is distributed for faculty across the board and, and ways to make that those distributions more transparent and obvious. One of the things that we found in our institutional data is that women tend to do a lot more service, which is labor that is tends to be unrecognized or or given lower um, priority or importance. And so we want to find ways to both elevate the importance of that work, but also distribute it evenly among faculty. And uh, so that is something that's forthcoming. We also want to do more on leadership opportunities to make those available for uh, for faculty in general, but women in particular. I think what's great about the advanced program from NSF is that there are many, many universities that have received these grants, and one of them might have focused specifically on mentoring and identified really best practices around mentoring. Um, and our, our particular area of focus is the service issue that Shauna just described. But um, what we can do then is to really engage in a deep way with mentoring. Um, it's not the, okay, you go with this person and you go with that person. It's truly trying to prepare people for the experience and to set expectations for the experience and help them um, kind of live into it in a way that brings about the really positive outcomes of mentoring. One common thing that people say about gender equity in general, but in academics in particular, is that it's a, it's a time thing. You know, women haven't been educated at levels for as long as men. And so over time, over a few generations, the numbers will equalize. And that's just not, that just doesn't happen. Um, and so at the university, we've actually overall, um, I, our numbers of women have gone down since you know, 2013 um, at, at every level. Um, and not in every department or every field, but just sort of across the board, they've either stayed steady or, or gone down and not dramatically gone down, but, but there aren't that many <laughs> um, women make up um, 
a significantly smaller percentage of the faculty than uh, than men. And so when we are unable to retain women faculty, we see it. We see it in in um, in our numbers. So so one of our goals is to to increase our ability to attract and retain women and and then um, develop them, some of them into leadership positions. Well, we're very excited. We're, um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have a virtual launch event, which on October 13th, and it, it will be a lunchtime uh, event and people can uh, come in and join us on Zoom. We have an, a guest speaker uh, who will be delivering our keynote, which is Dr. Jocelyn Elders. And we're very excited to meet her and think that her experience and her background speak to many of the things that we are addressing in our grant and um, she is you know a native Arkansan and um, uh, the first um, woman surgeon general and first uh, African-American surgeon general I believe um, and knows a lot about the Arkansas uh, her Arkansas roots and how that connects to her own experiences as as a black woman going through um, a science degree and, and medical school, and um, we're very excited to to have her join us for that event, and also be an opportunity to meet the whole team and talk with us a little bit about the things that we have going on and get more details about how we uh, project the grant going forward. One of the reasons that diversity and equity are so important is not just for representation or even for social justice issues or um, economic reality, right? We want we want women to be educated and educators in, in, a, in a society to get the most out of that society. All of these are very important reasons. But also I feel like for academic institutions, what you want is diversity of thought. And that's the only way that knowledge really increases and you can attain excellence. And so if you have the same people doing thinking the same things and going through the same process, you're going to come up with slightly different, but pretty much their same results. And so it's so important to think about the ways that people's lived experiences will differ their approaches to problems, whatever those problems are, if they're problems in physical science or problems in social science or problems in management science, you know, everybody has um, an experience that will speak to the ways they solve problems and the questions that they're going to ask. And um, as we increase that pool of knowledge, that will create a, uh, a, a more um, educated society overall and help us advance. Music for Short Talks from the Hill was written and performed by local musician Ben Harris. For more information and additional podcasts, visit Arkansas Research. That's arkansasresearch.uark.edu, the home of science and research news at the University of Arkansas.